0: Our precious Father, we are so much grateful for this opportunity, for that to come to your presence, to worship you, to fellowship with you. Thank you for the message, Father, that you are going to give your people through me. Pray that you open our heart of understanding, that your word will seek right into our hearts and bear fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Today we're going to talk about um, restoration of our joy. Restoration of our joy. You know, in this period of time, there are so many things that are happening, and some of them, some of us have lost our joy. And the joy I'm going to share today is the joy of the Lord that gives us strength, taken from uh, Nehemiah eight ten. The joy of the Lord. This is not the joy of man, but the joy that comes from the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I look into the dictionary to find the meaning of you know dictionary meaning of joy. It says uh, a feeling of great pleasure. And happiness a feeling of great pleasure and happiness which means a feeling of great pleasure and happiness of the Lord is our strength because the joy of the Lord is our strength so that feeling of great pleasure and happiness of the Lord is what gives us strength Praise the Lord. The joy of the Lord is the joy we experience when things are not right. When things are not right. That's when we're supposed to experience that joy. It is a joy of hope. A joy that gives us hope when you think that life is hopeless the joy of the Lord will restore your hope praise the Lord and give you strength it is a joy of victory and it is joy that restores you know when you look at it deeply you you can see that jesus came to restore because the meaning of restoration is bringing something back to its former or original form so when man sinned we lost our position we lost our holiness we lost our righteousness and jesus came to restore it back to us praise the lord So there will not be a better time to have joy than now, because many people are in dilemma. There are lots of confusion and hardships. Some families cannot afford to pay for their mortgage or eat three meals. Some have lost their jobs and are not even getting unemployment benefits. And many have lost their loved ones. But for the Christians all hope is not lost for we are serving God that restores. So let the present situation of things, the present situation of things that are happening now, not take away our joy, not remove our focus on God. Because this is Satan's strategy, that's one of his devices to destroy our relationship with Jesus. You can see in the book of uh, Ezekiel. I didn't give you this. Verse 11 says that God does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked, but wants them to repent and be saved. So if God does not take pleasure on the side of the wicked, can you imagine, you know, we that are his children? So don't you ever blame God for any calamities? God can never give you what he does not have. Everything about God is good and perfect. Praise the Lord. Let's look at uh, the book of Job, 42:10, New King James Version. The book of Job 42:10, New King James Version says, "And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much." As he had before. You know, when you look at when God restores, He doubles. You know, because He will not when He restores, he will not give you exactly what He had before. He will give you more so that you'll be joyful. So this is the time we should be praying for those that are going through rough times and not time to debate whether COVID-19 is real or not. Such statement does not go well with people that have lost their loved ones. So the Bible says, Job got his restoration because he prayed for his friends. We're all familiar with what Job went through but God did not restore him until he prayed for his friends. So these were the same people that had negative thoughts about him. Telling him that it was because of his sins that made God to punish him. Yet he prayed for them. Remember that Job was very faithful in his suffering. He refused to curse God. Despite the fact that his wife told him to do that, but instead of cursing God, he cursed the day he was born. So what is your relationship? What is our relationship with God in this time of calamity? Are we one of those that will blame God? Or shall we be like Job, that was faithful even in his own suffering? And then in the end, God restored him with what he lost, and he gave him twice as much as uh, he had before. Remember that his friends were not exactly the best sources of his comfort or encouragement but he still went ahead and prayed for them. So this shows that there are blessings in store for us when we pray for others, especially when we pray for those who are not comforting and encouraging to us. And this is exactly what Jesus says in Matthew 544. Matthew 544, New King James voice says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitfully use you and persecute you. Do you realize that both Jesus and Stephen did the same thing? They were falsely accused. And sentenced to death for blasphemy. And both of them prayed and asked God to forgive the people that killed them. At first, Job was prideful over his friends, but as soon as he humbled himself in obedience to God, he received his healings and restoration of all that he lost. So we should not let pride stop us from being restored or rob us of our blessings. Pride is submitting and depending on yourself rather than depending on God. Pride alienates you from God. And a proud person will always refuse to acknowledge his own mistakes. But humility is submitting to God and trusting in Him. Praise the Lord. A humble person will value others above himself. Let's look at Philippians 2 3 to 4, amplified. So do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. So God wants us to have others in our mind and begin to pray for, even for those that you don't know. Let's look at uh, Habakkuk. Habakkuk uh, 3, 17 to 19. New King James Version says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, Though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food; though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, you see, when you look at this 17, picture what this person is going through. The type of problem he has, nothing was going well for him and then verse 18 changed the whole picture he said i don't care about you know what i'm experiencing i don't care about if there's no if there's no uh, fruits on the vine i don't care about if the field does not yield food uh, food i don't care about if the flock." may be cut off from the food But verse verse 18 says yet praise the Lord he says yet I will rejoice in the Lord so no matter the circumstances no matter what I'm facing yet I will rejoice in the Lord I will rejoice in the God of my salvation verse 19 the Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me walk on my high heels. Praise the Lord. So this is somebody that is going through difficulties. And then he said yet in spite of what I'm facing, in spite of what I'm going through, yet I will not forget, you know, God. And this should be our attitude yet I will rejoice in the Lord because he knows he is serving God that can restore this is the same word Job said yet when he was going through you know his pain Job 19 I didn't give you this scripture Job 19 25 to 27 so, but as for me i know that my redeemer lives and he will stand upon the earth at last and after my body has decayed he said after my body has decayed yet that's another yet yet in my body i will see god i will see him for myself yes i will see him with my own eyes I am overwhelmed of the thought. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 6:30 to 31, NLT. It says, "Excuses might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving." So when someone steals a thing because he's starving? The Bible said that You can excuse him. But look at 31. But if he he is caught, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. And we know one thief, because the Bible made it clear to us in John 10.10 who our thief is there's no doubt about that praise the lord so john 10 10 the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and, and destroy so he has three missions it's not only come to he didn't come only to, to steal he will steal kill and destroy and we are told here that when we catch a thief He has to pay seven times. So whatever Satan has taken from us, we command him to restore it seven times in Jesus' name. Satan, we know you are a thief. And we command you for seven full restoration. Jeremiah 30, 17. God says, for I will restore health to you. Praise the Lord. And heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. And this is the reason he says he's going to do this. Because they called you an outcast saying this is zion no one seeks her so god said i'm going to fight for you and the reason i'm going to fight for you the reason i'm going to heal you the reason i'm going to heal your wound is because they called you an outcast so no matter what people call you it will not stick praise the lord because the lord will fight for you Praise the Lord. Psalm forty six one says, God is our protection and source of strength. He's always, always, always ready to help us in times of trouble. So if you're sick, God said He will restore your health. He did not say that he is going to, but he will because he loves us. Praise the Lord. Let's look. Okay, okay that's uh, Jeremiah. I think, uh, just a minute. Did I go to Jeremiah? Okay, Psalm. No, I, I read Psalm. Psalm, Psalm 149:4 says, "For the Lord takes pleasure. God takes pleasure in His people. So God takes pleasure in us. He says He will beautify and humble us with His salvation. Praise the Lord." Romans 12:19, you Says, "My friends, don't try to punish anyone who does wrong to you." Says, "Wait for God to punish them with His anger." In the Scriptures, the Lord says, "I am the one who punishes; I will pay people back." You know, sometimes we we will. We fight battles that we cannot defeat. Instead of uh, God said, we should cast all our bodies to him. The certain things were things started overwhelming you. Cast everything to him. And then you see the peace that will come to you. So when we begin to carry that load you know, on ourselves. God will stay away. But when we say now God I cannot do this. I'm handing everything to you because everything God does is something that is impossible God cannot do something that's possible for us, because he knows that you can take care of those things but whatever everything that is impossible that's where God comes in praise the Lord let's look at Joel Joel 2 21 to 26 amplify it says do not fear O land be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done great things the Lord will do great things for everyone here today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It says, do not be afraid. Now, he's talking, talking about animals now. Do not, do, do not be afraid, you animals of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness have turned green. If God can take care of those animals, can you imagine yourself? who that are his children the tree has produced its fruits and the fig tree and the vine have yielded in full see all these things in package for us because they are all for us to enjoy praise the Lord he says so rejoice O children of Zion and delight in the Lord your God for he has given you the early autumn rain in vindication and has poured down the rain for you the early rain and the latter rain as before and the threshing floors shall be full of grain and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil and i will compensate you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten the creeping locusts, the striping locusts, and the gnawing locusts, my great army which I sent among you, you will have plenty to eat, and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Amen. You see God is giving us assurance of abundance he said we will have plenty to eat and be satisfied and he said that he removes shame I'm going to talk a little bit about shame he removes shame from us See, so shame is one of the weapons Satan is using to disconnect us from God and then if we continue to harbor boys in us it will hinder our relationship with God and even with people around us the first mention of shame was in Genesis 2:2. 2, 2. Genesis 2:25, 2, amp and the man and his wife were both naked and we are not ashamed or embarrassed now this was Adam's cell. Uh, stage adam and his wife stage before the fall when they were in the garden the bible said that both of them were naked and they were without sin and without shame see at this time god was visiting adam fellowshipping with them and this is what god intends for us but unfortunately Satan deceived them and they sinned against God they lost fellowship with God and we are hiding from him because they were ashamed that's one of things shame would do to you you start to run away from God you want to disconnect yourself from God you commit sin or you do something wrong and then you think that God does not love you anymore know you want to you you decide to disconnect yourself from god running away from him just like adam and eve did so that's what shame does disconnecting us from god remember the prodigal son how shame made him to request that his father will make him one of his servants because he is no more worthy to be called his son this is his own thinking he says father i am no more worthy just take me as one of your servants i am no more worthy to be called your son not knowing that his father was happy to receive him even before he came his father was waiting for him to come and then the father received him in a very special way and this is what happens when we do something wrong we repent and god will receive us with gladness because we did what we're supposed to do but when we sin and then begin to run away from him then we are destroying ourselves we are giving satan a loophole to attack us praise the lord first john 1 9 says if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins he is faithful and just true to his own nature and promises because that's his that's his nature that's the nature of god and will forgive us our sins dismiss our lawlessness and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness everything not in conformity to his way in purpose Thought and action. Praise the Lord. So let's look at Psalm, Psalm 51, 12, New King James Version. David said, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. David is requesting that God should restore the relationship he had with him before. I don't know if do you remember the time you gave your life to Christ do you remember the joy you had that you're now a child of God you begin to realize how much God loves you you begin to see the picture of your father embracing you because you have not accepted Jesus Christ But unfortunately as time goes on it begins some people begin to experience a kind of disappointment even from the people of your own church you get a little bit disappointed this is not what I expected so that begins to take your joy away but God said I am going to restore that joy. Praise the Lord. So, no matter the situation, God is in a position to restore. When I get to that, I'll explain. Because joy and happiness are not the same. Is it joy? Because of time, let me just explain it. Is it joy comes for what you know? The knowledge of whom you know gives you joy. The knowledge of God, the knowledge of Jesus, gives you joy. But happiness is just uh, comes when you are comfortable on your comfort. Now can, you are comfortable here, you can be happy. but within a second, within a, second within a second, something else might happen, and then you, you become sad. But with joy. Joy can never cease because it comes from from God. So when you focus, keep focusing yourself on God, irrespective of what you're going through, and you focus on him, the joy of God will just come to you. You begin to experience that joy. Haven't you experienced some, you know, sometimes, when you are depressed, you are completely depressed, And then all of a sudden you start praising God. You start worshiping God, singing praises, focusing on Him. And within a short time, you see joy coming to you. You'll be there singing and then be smiling. And that depression will go. So this is what joy does. So joy of the Lord is very important in our life. We focus on God when we have problems and he will send his joy to us. Praise the Lord. Isaiah six seventeen 17 says, Instead of your former shame, you shall have a twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double what they had forfeited everlasting joy shall be theirs praise the lord so we have everlasting joy to enjoy praise the lord you see christians should be displaying joy at every moment because that's what god wants us to to have or to be God wants us to be joyful at all times. Let the world see us as joyful Christians. When they see that we are joyful, when things are difficult, then they will start wondering what makes you smile. When we don't have what they have, we should be joyful. Do you know that unbelievers don't have joy? What they have is happiness. Just just like I explained, joy is for children of God. Joy comes from knowing Christ. Why happiness comes from our comfort. As long as you are comfortable, you are happy. But when something happens, your happiness will turn into sadness. Just like I explained. But someone with joy will continue to be joyful. Irrespective of the situation, because your focus is always on God. The joy we are experiencing is the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, according to Nehemiah 8.10. This is the same joy that made Jesus to endure the cross. Let's look at Hebrews Hebrew 12.2 12, 12, Amplified. says looking away from all that will distract us you see looking away from all that will distract us focusing our eyes on jesus who is the author and perfecter of faith the first incentive for our belief and the and the one who brings our faith to maturity who for the joy accomplishing the goal said before him Christ knew what he was going to go to pass through he knew but he said just because of the joy said before him he was looking at that joy the joy of you and I being free the joy that you know he has come to accomplish you know his 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 objective the joy that our sins you know will be taken away. The joy that he can now have fellowship, you know, with us. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians, first Corinthians, uh, no, second Corinthians uh, five, I think it's five twenty twenty eight. say God was in Christ reconciling the, the world back to himself. So who for the joy set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. So don't be joyful when things are going well with you, but be joyful when things are not going well that is when God will move in and restore your loss what it means is that you have casted all your cares and bodies to him because he cares being worried cannot solve your problems but God works when we are at peace or rest because you have handed everything to him So when you are facing adversity, focus on Jesus and God will release his joy. Nobody cares about how you started. Do you realize that nobody cares about how you started, but how you end? How you end is more important than how you started. We saw that in Paul. Paul started with persecuting the Christians. But he ended up with crown. So how we end is more important than how we started. Hebrew twelve two amplify says, "I have fought the good, f- I have fought- I have fought the good, and worthy and noble fight. I have finished the race. So how do you finish? How do you plan to finish your race?" Don't start as a vibrant Christian and then on your way, you backslide. Fight till finish. Praise the Lord. He says, I have kept the faith firmly guarding the gospel against error. In the future, there is reserved for me the victor's crown of righteousness. For being right with God and doing right, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that great day. And not to me only, but also to all those who have loved and longed for and welcomed his appearing. Now this is a man that was killing Christians, persecuting them. And this is how he ended. When you look at the gospel, the, the Bible, he wrote almost half of uh, the New Testament. So how he started was quite immaterial to how he ended. I'm going to conclude with this. When I was preparing this message, one morning I, I opened my iPad and then I saw this. I went through it and said, Wow, this is almost what I was preparing for. And I said, I'm going to conclude with it. It, it says, You are not alone. That's the title. I just opened it. He gave the Bible passage and says, You're not alone. And the Bible passage is Matthew 14 30, CEV. CEV version. It says, But when Peter saw how strong the wind was, he was afraid. And started sinking save me Lord he shouted now he says you are not alone Peter stepped out of the boat and walked on the water next to Jesus but after a while the storm grew stronger and overwhelmed by a situation he couldn't control Peter began to sink immediately Jesus saves Peter but then he asks one question oh you of little faith why did you doubt? and he says when storms in life happen it is easy to act like Peter when storm in life happens it is easy to act like Peter we can become so fixated on the problems Around us that we lose sight of our savior standing beside us, and that's that's what I was talking about. Focusing on your on your problem instead of focusing on God, that we solve your problems. Focusing on your problem would not do you any good. But when we cast our problems to God, that's when we get a solution to our problems, and that's what gave us peace. And it says, but even when hope seems lost Jesus is near his constant presence is our confident assurance that during life's storms God is and always will be in control so in a period like this let us understand that God is in control praise the Lord and he says whatever you are going through right now be encouraged christ is your anchor he is able to do the impossible and he will not let you down hold unto hope by fixing your eyes on him praise the lord so let us continue to focus on god let us Not pay attention to the situation of what is happening now but let us understand that God will always restore for those that lost their loved ones God will restore for those that are not working right now that lost their job God will restore so let us continue to keep and focus on god for he is willing and able to do that which he knows how to do praise the lord